The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, You will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable to you. Amen. This is not your church. Say what? This is not your church. Let's get real for a second. Worship attendance is down. But let's not think we're the center of the universe. All churches' attendance are down. Catholic, Lutheran, Baptist, non-denominational. Church attendance has been in a steady decline for decades. COVID made a fast forward of the trend. Nationwide, most every single church is worshiping about 60% of what they were before COVID in their in-person attendance. Many who are coming to church now and worshiping, new families especially, are different than families that worshiped before COVID. A massive turnover. So what can we do about it? We could try to be exceptional. We could try to buck the trend, maybe. What else could we do? Maybe we need to change the way we think about church. This is not your church. So what is the church? Your church is the world. Each Sunday when we do intercessory prayers of the people, it's supposed to be like a funnel. If you have ever served up here as lector or assisting minister, you know there's about five or six petitions. The first petition is always the church. The second petition is always something about creation, mountains, rivers. The third petition is usually about nations and governments, like a funnel. We're supposed to pray about the biggest thing first, and then we narrow it down until at the end of the prayer we're 
naming individual people. So if the prayers of the people are like a funnel, the biggest thing that we pray for, even bigger than creation itself, what could be bigger than creation? The church. The church is bigger than creation because the church is all of time. All of our ancestors, all of history, the future, it includes creation but is greater than creation. When we think about our church property, it doesn't end over here on the drainage ditch. It goes and includes the people walking up and down the trail, the cars driving on Euclid, the cars driving on the 210, the people hiking up Mount Baldy. This is the land of the church. When I was installed here at Grace Lutheran three and a half years ago, Pastor Froner if you remember in his sermon, said that I would be the local bishop. You should have seen Bishop Andy's eyebrows go up when he said that, huh? I raised my eyebrows too. I was sitting over here, huh? I think I get it now. A local bishop, you know what a bishop is? A bishop is a pastor to the pastors. That's what a bishop's number one job is, to be a pastor to the pastors. So if Pastor Froner said I'd be the local bishop, that means I would be the pastor to you. And that makes you the pastors. And your church is the world. Think of Grace Lutheran, not as just a church, but think of Grace Lutheran as a seminary and as a synod. It's where you pastors come to learn how to be a pastor how to build those skills your whole life long. When you become an adult member at Grace Lutheran Church by baptism or by affirmation of baptism is the minute you are commissioned to be a minister of the gospel. When we talk about being saved by grace through faith and not by works, what we mean is that no matter what you do for work, no matter how you make money, fine, we all have to survive in this world, your calling is ministry, and none of us is perfect at it. We all have gifts to bring to the table that the Holy Spirit has given us to carry out our ministry. That's what happened to Zacchaeus. You remember the story of Zacchaeus? There's even a song. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. You know it? He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed on by, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down for I'm going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. Who was Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a tax collector a tax collector. And he wasn't just any tax collector, he was the best. He worked hard. He kept meticulous notes and details of everybody in his area, 
how much they made, how much they owed. And because Zacchaeus worked so hard, he worked his way up. He pulled himself up by his own bootstraps out of poverty into a successful, comfortable life. And some people were jealous. And some people looked down on Zacchaeus, not just because of his short stature, And so Jesus, when he sees Zacchaeus up in a tree, Jesus invites himself over to Zacchaeus' house. That's rude, okay? That's rude. And Jesus is without sin, but it doesn't mean he always gets his social graces correct. Jesus upsets social norms quite often, and here he does so again. He invites himself to Zacchaeus' house. He goes to Zacchaeus' house, probably has a really nice lobster dinner, the best kind of dinner you could have because Zacchaeus had the resources to make it happen. And during the course of dinner, Jesus shares with Zacchaeus God's grace, God's grace, God's unconditional love for each and every single human being made in the image of God. And Zacchaeus is so taken by this, so taken by Jesus' good news, that he finally realizes that no matter how hard he works, no matter how much money he earns, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it to earn God's approval. He doesn't have anything to prove. He's free, like it says in the gospel today. The truth will set you free. And because Zacchaeus is finally free, Finally free by God's grace, he takes half of the tremendous wealth he has accumulated, worked so hard for, he earned it, and he gives it away. He gives away half of everything to the poor. And then he promises to Jesus that if he has defrauded anyone, if he's over-collected, He will pay them back fourfold. We have every reason to believe that Zacchaeus made good on his promise. After all of this, Jesus says to Zacchaeus, salvation has come to this house today. Not that Zacchaeus earned it, quite the opposite. Zacchaeus finally had faith, and so he was free, free to give. No longer was he working for money. He was serving as a steward. All the money belongs to God, and Zacchaeus is going to steward it. Today, we begin our stewardship campaign at Grace Lutheran Church. You might have received a pledge card on your way in. If you didn't, we'll get you one on your way out. Stewardship Sunday this year is going to be November, hang on, 13th. November 13th. That gives us just a couple of weeks. And on November 13th, we are going to turn in our pledge cards. You can always do so earlier. As you think about making your pledge and your stewardship commitment at Grace Lutheran this year, think about Zacchaeus. Think about the resources God has given you in your life. And think about the freedom you have by God's grace. Pray about that. And then I invite you to make your pledge. 
Lots of people supported Jesus' ministry. Lots of people gave. But it only takes a couple Zacchaeuses to really make things grow. Maybe you are that Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus didn't just share his money. He got enlisted into the gospel of Jesus Christ. He became a minister. He was saved. And when we're saved by grace, it means we're sent to do the ministry of God. As I mentioned with the children, this is exactly what motivated Luther 500 years ago. Luther was really fed up with the church in his day. The church had gotten big. It had gotten powerful. Lots of people went to church. They had to. And Luther looked at it all and he said, we've gotten so good at making money. And they got really good at making money in those days. But they trampled on the poor to do so. They trampled on the poor telling them that unless you buy indulgences, you can't get into heaven. They were building these ginormous cathedrals all over Europe and the poor were just slaving away. And Luther said, "Uh uh-uh, this is not right. And as he dug into scripture, he saw that preaching the gospel isn't just something for a professional elite, it's for every baptized Christian. Luther wrote the small catechism to be how to be a pastor 101. Every parent could have it in their home read it and teach their children what it meant to be a Christian. And that is what we still do today. You know, I had a great time in seminary. I learned a lot, but I only learned about half of what I needed to know. Everything else has been on the job training, just like you, just like each of us. We learn as we go. I want to give a special shout out and a thanksgiving To each of you who already practices stewardship, thank you. Thank you so much for your generosity. And I want to say thank you when you make time to come to church like you have this morning and to to open your ears to try to learn something new as we worship together and maybe stay for Sunday school, any age. We got adults all the way down to the youngest children and the other education opportunities we do. Thank you for taking advantage of those because we all have to keep learning and growing. It's a lifetime journey being a minister of the gospel, being pastors to your church, the world. And I'll give just one brief example. A few months ago, we did the funeral for Jerry Shepard Sr. The sanctuary was packed. It was nice. It was nice to be together in in a packed sanctuary, to have that feeling and to sing. Who were all those people that were here that day? They weren't just Jerry's friends and family. I would say that that was Jerry's congregation. They were the people Jerry Sr. had been serving his whole life the people God had put into his path. It was his sphere of influence. Each of you has a congregation that you serve, just like Jerry Sr. did. And all those congregations are interconnected. And here we gather to be nourished, to be taught and to grow so that we all can go out and minister to these connected congregations, to our church, which is the world. 
you are its pastor. Semper reformata, always reforming. Amen. We sing our hymn of the day. Please stand as you're able. Listen, God is calling.